you should send me. Well, some of them do. They all love me. They all do because they, I, I get a lot of, I don't send everything to you. I probably should just start. Yeah. It take a lot of time to be honest. But I get a ton I get of so emails. many Well, you got that one the emails. other day from that guy saying send yeah. us to Kristen. Yeah. What was it that he sent to you? Yeah, let's not talk about it. What was it? I forget. What? It's about Uber. Oh, about your CEO. <laughs> I try to like keep about it your your boss. DL. No, not. I forgot about that. I don't work But it's nice them. that people think about you in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, like you're, they're your friend. I'm like, why don't you send me an article on uh, something else that makes me feel pathetic? Yeah. Thanks for sending that. Why don't you send me a bucks? Yeah, I'll be even yeah. I'll take a day off of Uber. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but people do love you. Anyway, that's who you are. You are Kristen. I am Marnie, the owner of The Wing Girl Method. People can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com, and get tons more information like what they hear on the show. And uh, that's it for our introductions. There's nobody here with us today. No, nobody again. Yes. But it's a good thing because Marnie and I are actually borrowing or using a mic together. And so it's like we're gazing at each other lovingly very close. Like this is the proximity you should be in when you're in love on a date. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We that's how we're so sitting right now. I don't know. I know. What happened to us? We started uh, off mm-hmm. high. There's a long way down when you're at the top. Yeah. That's where we were. I know. Now I'm wishing we would go back to Dash. I know. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll take go us ahead. back. We don't Give care. Give me the pot smelling studio. We'll I'll totally abuse. take it. Yeah. I know. Anyway, yeah. I'm happy that's that we're here. Yeah. We're going to control our own show. Wondery is going to be a wonderful network that we're going to be working with. Um, anyway, we're, we're happy. We're so good. Far. We're and fine. And we'll find another studio. We're fine. We're not insecure about yes, it. Exactly. What do you mean? We're beating ourselves up. Anyway, okay. well, so today we're going to talk about um, Sex. some sexuality things, but I do want to bore you guys with um, a terrible first date scenario story that I had happen over the weekend. I actually walked out on the date. So this is an extreme. This isn't the puke guy. No. I will update you though. Puke guy did contact me. See, girls can get away with so much. Yeah, we can get away with more. I, he didn't, we didn't, I, you know, we didn't make any official plans or anything, but he did contact me, which was very exciting for my uh, ego. Very unexpected. Very unexpected. <laughs> he actually, it was a cute text exchange. He said, um, falling off of bar stools tonight. And I, and I wrote back after like a half hour, I gave it some time. And I said, no, I saved that for guys that I'm trying to impress. <laughs> so we, and then we had some whatever back, back and forth banter. Who knows if we'll go out again. I would really like to, but, um, but this other guy, I kind of had a gut feeling that it just was not going to be a good scenario. Like I just, you, you just, I think people need to trust their gut in dating and I knew it was not going to be right, but I didn't want to be rude and cancel. So number one, he asked where I lived not to stalk me or kill me or anything. Maybe he wouldn't like to now. Maybe he'd like to now. Um, but he asked where I lived and then picked a place as far as possible from where I lived. I was like, then why did you ask? Right. Number one. And so he picked a place that was right where he lives. And it's his like local dive bar hangout, which we have said on the show before, go somewhere where you feel comfortable and at ease where you can be confident, but this is not the right place, especially when it's that far from your date's house. So, um, number one, I knew that was a, not a good sign. Um, number two, he sent me, okay, sure. Would you say that in modern times right now, that it's, it's best if a guy chooses a midpoint location or comes closer to you? Like, does that show him to be needy? No, it shows him to be polite. So midpoint is totally acceptable. Coming closer to her is very nice. That's like going a little above and beyond. It's not totally necessary. And I've actually offered like puke, puke guy. Um, and it's so sad to call him puke guy because I'm puke girl, but I don't know how else to refer to him. Um, he offered to come to me, but I actually offered to come to him because I like places by where he lives. Okay. And so he was like, are you sure? You're, you're fine with this. And I was like, yeah, totally. I don't mind at all. So, um, 
he, uh, so back to other guy who I wish was the puke guy that I puked on, um, just to get him away from me. Um, so number one was the location. Number two, he sent a really, really dumb joke and I get guys want to try to be funny, but it was so dumb that I already like my legs just closed instantly. They were like crossed 4,000 times. Like I became the most flexible human in the world. I crossed right, them so many that's times. Your yeah. But also it was a dick funny. joke. It was like, well, it, it was so dumb. He goes, you want to see a, want to see a dick pic? And I was like, oh, God, he's probably going to send a picture not of a dick, but it's a dick, like, of a person. Richard Nixon or something. Yeah. He literally sent Richard Nixon. Oh. That was an amazing guess. I think he told me that. Oh, maybe. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, how did yeah. I guess that? Yeah. Um, so that was, number, that was number two. Then. Do you think that some girl would like that? No, I really, really don't. But, uh, maybe a girl who really has a girls. bad. Okay. If she has a really, really bad sense of humor. But don't even risk it. Don't throw out the dick joke. Just. Wait till you meet her, get her, get her sensibilities, and then know if you should. Oh, you would like this dick. Yeah, not we had never even met, and he just like send me dick jokes. Uh, Number three was we arrived, or I arrived. He wasn't there yet. He was. I was already five minutes late. He was fifteen minutes late. He only drove five minutes, and he he had five minutes late. He was fifteen minutes late. I had to drive forty minutes, and I was five minutes late. So that was, you know, I mean, it was just like everything that he could have fucked up, he was fucking up. And so then he gets there and then it just, I had zero tolerance for the rest of the, I was just like so over it. So he gets there. He, he lied about his age on his profile. He was 44, not 40, which isn't a crazy difference, but is a difference when I've never even dated someone above the age of 37. So to me, that was kind of a big deal. His pictures that he used. If everything went right with him and he had said he was 44, would you have crossed him off your list or would you have been open? I would have been open to it. Okay. Um, even if you saw it on his profile right away, oh, yeah. you still would have swiped? Yeah, even though my profile settings are set to only 43 is my maximum age. Yes, if he, if he did everything right and was a catch, totally, I would have been open to it. Um, so he showed up and his um, his pictures were clearly from 10 years ago. He was about 30 pounds heavier than his pictures, mm-hmm. which, okay, whatever, we all are human, but don't false advertise. And I get guys deal with that a lot with women. Like they only show their head in most pictures, but that's sign number one, but he showed his whole body and it was like, but that's clearly him 10 years ago when he was 34. Um, and the kicker was, and I have no room to talk really because of my date two weeks ago with being drunk, but he was wasted the minute he walked in. Like I showed up to my last date, like slightly buzzed where I just felt loose enough where I could actually feel like outgoing. Right. He walked in wasted. Like we could not carry a conversation. And so I was trying to get something going and I was like, uh, so how long have you been on Bumble? Like what's your, and he just like kept looking at so, me. I'm sorry, why did you meet up with this guy and, and agree to because I thought, 40 minutes? Because I, well, I thought he was really cute in his pictures mm-hmm. and we had an okay beginning text back and forth. And we actually spoke on the phone and I thought he was a little cheesy on the phone, but I thought I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I didn't get the dick joke until about three hours before the date or four hours before the date. Yeah. So I felt rude to cancel. And my roommates were like, don't drive 40 minutes. Why don't you just tell him that you don't want to meet there? I said, well, because I already agreed to it. So I feel like I have to own up to like agreeing to it. I should have at the beginning said, no, that's too far. So, um, so anyway, um, he, I felt like I was on a date with my creepy uncle. He, he told me to stand up and spin around for him. And that's when I was like, and I'm not like some feministy, like, don't treat me like some hoe kind of, but like, 
that was so creepy, uncle. And out of all the factors, I just go, I, so I spun around for him. I was trying to be a good sport. And, um, then I just said, I have to use the restroom. I'll be right back. And I think he knew that that was like my trying to get out. I think he all of a sudden sobered up and, uh, went to the bathroom, texted a friend. She was like, get out of there. And so I had to work up the courage. So I was in the bathroom for a little while. Um, he probably thought I was pooping, which I would have loved to have been pooping, but I was just texting. And I came out and he goes, oh, I thought you ghosted me. Number one, I was actually pretty impressed that he could, he knew the term ghosted because he was so like out of touch, it seemed like. But anyway, I said, no, I, I didn't. But I said, I couldn't because my purse is under your chair. Right. I go, actually, I'm going <laughs> to grab my purse and I am going to ghost now right now. Exactly. Yeah. You said that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good for you. And he went like his whole, he shifted, he looked angry and understandably so if someone walked out on me on a date I would be horrified and humiliated but I did not have any sympathy for him he did everything absolutely wrong and so I wasn't going to take pity on him and go through it and I was like I don't I literally don't have the patience for this I was 10-15 minutes in and I was losing my freaking mind so um as soon as I walked out I blocked I turned around we didn't have I just said no hard feelings I and then turned around walked out, blocked his number immediately. So yeah. I didn't get any like weird texts. And then I saw he unmatched me on Bumble in the morning I looked. Um, and uh, anyway, he, everyone listening, do not do any of those things that he did. Well, okay, uh, what are certain things that you would have tolerated had you had a better connection with this person? Or would you have tolerated? Yeah, I definitely tolerate certain things. Like, for example, I was thinking about this. The guy that I'd been chasing for seven months, we were out one night and um, he had bought me a drink and then I was going to grab another drink and I, I bought my drink, you know, like I, so I tolerated that because I really liked him. And again, that's not a big deal to buy your own drink, but he was like right there and let me buy my own drink. I tolerated that because I already had feelings for him. Um, with this guy, I think, um, the only thing I would have been able to tolerate would be maybe like that he was 30 pounds overweight or over or heavier than his pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not, I don't need like a sculpted physique. I just think that that added. So that's something I could totally overlook. Um, what about the age thing? The age thing I could totally overlook. What about the joke? The stupid band? No, joke? couldn't overlook that. But other women could. Other women could. I couldn't, I couldn't overlook the loca- the location. And I had made a point a couple times to say, can we actually do it later? Because we're, it's going to take me a really long time to get there. And I don't want to hit traffic. Right, and that's you saying, um, and, you just do it. Okay, and so I was hinting, and he wasn't picking up on the hints. Well, there was this email that I sent out recently because somebody had sent me information about this study done on Tinder where people put up this profile of, like, this gorgeous model, and basically he could say anything to them. He could say, like, your pussy looks amazing in that picture. And they'd be like, ah, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. totally. They're just inc- impressed he could even spell. Right, exactly. Yeah. So in terms of, like, what women can tolerate from good-looking guys. It's different, totally. It is different. Uh, past a certain point, it's not different. But in the very beginning stages, it, listen, it's your foot in the door. Yeah. It makes things a lot easier for you. But I will say this guy, his pictures and his, I mean, He's very, he was a very handsome guy, technically a very handsome guy. So in your mind, he was that good looking guy. He was a very good looking guy. Right. Traditionally very handsome. Like okay. whatever you'd paint as handsome, he was, he just, I think the age thing, he looked way older than his pictures, which again is not bad. It's bad when you're expecting something different. So like for me, I make sure that my pictures are like pretty realistic so that I don't want to experience that. Oh, like the letdown of like, oh, you know, I, I, so I'd rather set the bar medium than set it super high and have someone get disappointed. And so he set the bar super high. And then when I saw him again, like if you just saw him in everyday life, you'd think that's a good looking guy. But because he was 10 years older and 30 pounds heavier, 
it just was too too much to take in when he was already not on my side. Right. Or well, I wasn't I on his side. I think I've said this before on the show. My tactic before prom when I was really young <laughs> was that I wore sweatpants. I dressed oh, horribly yeah. for an entire month before. So then right. prom was there. I was like, whoa. Boom. No, really. bombshell. That's what you want. Yeah. And honestly, the guy that I've been chasing, that was exactly what happened with his pictures. I didn't think he was like super duper cute in his pictures. I was like, okay. He's like, okay looking. And like, I could be attracted to him. I don't know yet. As soon as I walked in, it was like he was way better than his pictures. He was good enough in his pictures to get women, but his pictures, yeah. But then in person to win them over because mm-hmm. it was like he was he had like some sort of glow or like charisma on top of whatever pictures he had put up. His pictures were kind of blah. And so, I think that moment where your expectations are exceeded is such a thing for women. And it adds to it. Yeah, where I just was instantly like magically so how does, how does a guy who maybe doesn't have the best pictures, how does he create that same effect on women? When you're on the date, you look, you, you, not that you have to go get freshly groomed at a groomer, like with your dog, but like step, step up, make sure your outfit's really good and make sure your clothes are ironed or whatever your look is, make sure it's the strongest that it can be. Mm-hmm. If you're not like the ironing shirt make type. Make sure you're put together. Yeah. Just make sure whatever it is, is like it on crack for the date. Even if you're not that heavily invested in the girl, you still always want to put yourself out there. Yeah. You never know who you're going to bump into while well, you're right. on a date with another girl. And while again, she's in the bathroom, there could be another girl sitting there that you start talking well, to and connect with. Actually, when I went out with the dude that I was chasing the first night, I really, because of his pictures and stuff, I just didn't, we had a really amazing banter, but I really didn't think I was going to be insanely attracted to him. I dressed pretty mediocre. I like think back on my outfit and I'm like, oh God, why did I wear that? So, you know... You don't know who you're going to meet. I did not know that I was going to like him to the extent that I did. So always definitely put your best foot forward. These are just things to increase your opportunities and like potentially not lose somebody because of stupid little things. Some people are really picky and they're dumb and they get triggered by Well, if you think about it, all those things with the guy that I walked out on, they were all little stupid things, but they added up to something big. So if he was only doing one of those, again, besides the dick joke, he would have probably been in a position 10 times better than he was actually in. Right. Because, because they're on micro things. But. If, if, with other women, if he would have made that same joke, I'm, I guarantee that there's somebody who would have been oh, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cute. Totally. But yeah. not me. I mean, if you know someone says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're saying the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so surprised. That was yeah. so pleasant so that it relieved. wasn't perverse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. I mean, in his age group, maybe that's appropriate. Right, right. <laughs> in his <laughs> grandfather age. So I wanted to talk about an email that I got. Hold on one second. Um, somebody had written to me about a term called a demisexual, and I had never heard of this before. So this is... This is what I feel like they should actually call themselves semi-sexual because right. it's basically them not having sex until they're super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So which just, is fine. Which is me. That's that's why I think he had said that I had... Oh, um, I, I had talked about that before, that I didn't have sex right away yeah, with my like husband. New Zealand or wherever you were, you weren't com- the guy made you finally really comfortable, yeah. and that's when you had your oh, one-night see, stand. Yeah, you you yeah, pay attention to me. Well, this is what he wrote. So, Because I had said, what the hell is a demisexual? So he wrote, a demisexual is a person who has right. no... He should have written, you can Google it. I know, seriously. That would have been better than getting... Yeah, that's... I, I should have. Yeah. I really should have Googled it. But like a guy, the last show, the guy was like, how come I'm a nice guy? Because he, this guy would be considered a nice guy because he wrote back what it is. 
if you want to be a bad boy, quote unquote, just write back, Google it. Yeah, Google that shit, bitch. Exactly. A demisexual is a person who has no desire whatsoever for one night stands and who needs to spend more time um, getting to know someone before having sex with that person. Demisexuals are not frightened of sexual encounters. They just need the more relaxed feeling that comes from being familiar with another person as a result of spending additional time with that person before sex. Uh, there is still plenty of the necessary physical touching during the preliminary encounters. I don't know, and this is what he's writing to me, I don't know how long you and your husband were interacting before you had sex, but I would be interested in hearing you discuss on the podcast how the two of you avoided the friend zone. I assume there was physical touching from the beginning, so maybe this was the secret ingredient that kept you both out of the zone. He's really saying, I don't know how long you and your husband waited to have sex, but I would like to know. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's I've, I've his said point. Before. I've waited a while. I waited a while. I think you did. I think I waited two months to have sex with him. Did I not? Have I not said that before? No. I, yeah, I waited a long time wow. with my husband because I didn't know that. I think I had mentioned it. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I like lie about this stuff, but um, which I don't lie about anything. <laughs> um, but I I had been opened up sexually by that boyfriend that I was seeing while I was backpacking um, and then closed off by the next boyfriend actually because I would be so open sexually and he would yell at me and say, stop asking me those questions. Stop asking me what I want. I don't know. It's weird that you ask those things. And I had gone back to like a pretty insecure place when I came back from from traveling and um, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll stop asking you that stuff. So I kind of froze up again sexually. and then when I, I met my husband, I was still kind of in that weird sexual place where I was a bit closed off and I wanted to take my time getting to know somebody before I slept with anybody. But I'm not a, a semi-sexual or a demisexual with other things. There was lots of touching and fingers in places and <laughs> hands on penises. Right. So there was like a lot of things going on. So we were there definitely- were Multiple penises involved. Multiple penises involved. <laughs> so there was lots of stuff happening. So we weren't in the friend zone. But I was taking my time with him sexually. I didn't I didn't want to rack up my numbers, to be honest, at that point. And I actually really liked him. Um, and also, he was, he was going traveling, too. Um, when I first met him, he had planned a trip for like a month, a month and a half with his best friends to go traveling for a month off to South America. So I was like, eh, do I really want to get that heavenly yeah. invested? Because I know how I am right. sexually with people that I do get more attached. So I think I held back on that. So... We avoided the friend zone because I knew we weren't friends. We, we weren't entering into a friendly agreement with one another. We were making out. He was treating me like a girlfriend or somebody that he was dating. We were cuddling on the couch. We were touching each other. We were being sexual with each other. We just weren't having sex. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that his question went into the friend zone from starting yeah. from demisexual because I think... Um, I think you just know when you're in the friend zone and when you're not. Well, he the question I think that he's asking is, how do you know when you're with a demisexual versus being put into the friend zone? Someone is... When you're in the friend zone, you don't do heavy petting and touching and cuddling and stuff like that. that yeah, all you're not dating. No, it's like a very clear line. So yeah. I think it's an easy answer. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so yeah, that, that's the secret. Just don't be act as friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think, but I think the... I think the real question is, how do you know when you're with a demisexual versus a prude? Okay. Um, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, I will I, say that a, a, a prude doesn't want you to do anything. And the thing is, is that... I know, but I don't know how you know the difference. Because I think you can hear what their opinions are on 
sex and like how they act towards you. Somebody who's, um, I guess, comfortable sexually. I, I, I would say maybe at that point I was more of a prude then, not even a demisexual. I was yeah. just nervous for people to get close to me yeah. in that way. And that made me a little bit more rigid with anything sexual. I was a prude for a super long time. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you so, know why? Because I was so uncomfortable with the idea of anything sexual yeah. that I just couldn't even, my, like I couldn't even, like you earlier were breastfeeding and like I'm still so uncomfortable. I know, I'm that. like, Kristen's about to see my yeah, boob. Yeah, like I get like, oh, like I turn into a 12 year old. And so yeah. I think when I was 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 even, I was, I felt more like a 12 year old. Like the, all that stuff made me giggle and like uncomfortable. And it wasn't until my breakup that I finally, and being 33, was finally like, okay, it's okay to be an adult. It's okay. Finally, I got. Well, did somebody help you with head. that, or you just, just you just me. said it? No, it was more like either I experience this now or never. So how how could a guy help out a girl that is a little bit more proved? Maybe she doesn't have a lot of experience, or there's thoughts that she has about sex, sexuality. Well, I, I cause that leads me into the topic that I wanted okay. to really talk about today. Well, I think, I mean, I just look back on when I first got out of my relationship and was going out and dating. Um, the first guy that I was like pretty comfortable with, um, was a very, very, very flirtatious guy. Okay. Um, and I, and the first night we went out, um, he, and it didn't make me uncomfortable because I found him attract. I was attracted to him. I thought he was, um, funny and charismatic and stuff like that. He was an idiot also. And I didn't, I wasn't super into him, but I did enjoy being around him. But the first night we hung out, he put his hand on my leg, like within an hour or something like that. And I was okay with it. There's, but he could probably tell that I would have been okay with it. Um, and I think I was still reserved at that point. I was really only with my boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And so, um, that for me made the first um, interaction with him, with a man. He was the first guy I went on a date with after my breakup and he made it so easy for me to transition into more of a like sexual being because he was so comfortable and he was so, um, at ease with it and me that it made me more comfortable. If he was awkward and uncomfortable, I would have continued to be awkward and uncomfortable, but it was almost like he broke that wall that I had and I realized it wasn't so scary and it was kind of fun. Okay. Because he didn't have those beliefs about sexuality. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, how could somebody project that but actually own that as well? And that just comes with more exposure, with more practice and more confidence yeah. around sexuality. Yeah, it's confidence. It's, but it's not about having lots of sexual experience. But it's about knowing a lot of things, actually, yeah. that can also help with that you know, fluidness and that comfort level for sex. So one of the one of the people who've been on the oh, show... Oh, I just want to throw this in there. Last night I had a dream that I made out with Matthew McConaughey and um, John Hamm. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, congratulations. Anyway, thank you. I just want to let everyone know. <laughs> um, so, Michael, well, maybe I won't use that well. No, I've said it. Um, <laughs> who's been on our show before. So, uh, he, he's, uh, he sent me an email. Who's Michael? He's the one who came into Dash Studio and was asking the questions about um, Asian guys? No. White guy, very good looking, looked like um, an actor was in that movie <laughs> oh I remember you saying that to him but I don't remember the person yeah. but I remember you saying you look very like that actor in that movie very very attractive 
So uh, he wrote me recently and he had a, a really good topic to bring up because he was asked, he, he's been saying he's been going, you know, doing very well sexually with women and he's gotten over Because he looks like that actor in that right, movie. Right, exactly. But he got over that hump that he had for sure and he's having great experiences like dating beautiful, amazing. Oh, he didn't have good experiences when he came into the show? Well, he had just been divorced. Oh. So, and he was... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember who. Yes. He looks yeah. like, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> From Lord From... of the Rings. Yeah. I forget what his name is. I totally forget. Yeah. It's like a weird name. Anyway. Anyway. Somebody I know you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Okay. So he was asking, um, he wrote me an email because he was saying a lot of the women that he, he's dating have been saying, you know, um, uh, we don't need to be so tender, like with sex and stuff. Like, like, oh. like being tender <laughs> is nice, yeah. but yeah. I'd like a little bit more. And so he, he was asking me kind of how to do that, what that means. And I understand it's very difficult Joke for a bitch. lot of <laughs> that's what it means but it but it but like how do you so how do you do that without crossing a line because there's so many scary things out there that women could say to you and I understand that as well because yeah. I told him this story I was like when my husband and I first started dating and I knew that he saw me a certain way because obviously I had delayed sex for so long right. he was he already a little it. bit rigid around oh, yeah. sex with me right in the beginning and so you know we'd be making out on the couch or something and I was totally into it and then he'd stand up and then hold out his hand and say, let's go to the bedroom. Like, just, no, but I didn't like that. Yeah. Just fuck me on the couch. Like, yeah. What's wrong okay. with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because then it just felt, I get it. it always felt too planned. nice and planned and timid and like, oh, like, yeah. why do you care so much if your roommate walks in? Right. I don't even, right. like, yeah, where yeah, it didn't, totally. it didn't it. feel like it was passionate to yeah. me. It yeah. felt like. This is the rule book of what I'm supposed to follow to be nice to a woman. Right, exactly. Treat a lady like a lady. Right, which is horrible because I obviously want men to treat women with respect. But we had been in a relationship at that point and I felt safe with him already. Yeah. And I I really just wanted him to... Throw down. Throw down and get lost in me. Yeah. But if he's not feeling that, it's difficult to do. Totally. And so I, you know, had had said to Michael, um, I told him that story and and the whole thing wasn't that I, I just, I wanted him to be so overwhelmed with yeah. desire mm-hmm. and to not be thinking of a million other things. And that's a hard thing to do in request of a man. And I wanted that grr. Yeah. And I was saying, I was having a difficult time defining that. And he seemed to understand what I was saying. He compared it to um, some crazy person driving really fast and being all over the place and potentially hitting and killing somebody versus like a NASCAR driver who right. is also driving fast but is in full control. Oh, I love like that. Turned on yeah. I've never by been turned on by anything fast. that has to do with NASCAR in my life, but that but was right, amazing. Yeah, because that's yeah. exactly what it is. So, yeah. I, like, you know, you're having more sexual encounters right now with different people, you fucking whore. Um, <laughs> and so can you tell me more about, like, what those women – are saying to him, like what it is that they're requesting and is it something that a person who doesn't have that in them can do? Um, I don't know. I think there's something attractive about being having no inhibitions and I think that's what's attractive to a woman. Um, there's a comic, I've referenced him before, you were on the show and I did, but his name's Drew Michael and he has a really funny bit on choking women. He's like, nothing's creepier than a timid choke. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. like you just have to go in for it and take the risk and I think that when you just go for something, it shows confidence Mm -hmm. and confidence is sexy. And then obviously therefore you're more turned on and into it and stuff. Um, but I don't wait, what, what am I trying to get at here? What are you asking me? Well, so for, for you, if you were, if you were to say that with somebody, what would you really be requesting them to do? Just, it's more fun. It's fun. It's like the reason why people like 
scary movies or roller coasters because there's adrenaline involved, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're just asking for more excitement and to feel more alive because it's so nice. to It is nice to have that like gentleness, but everything, I think everything is, you need a balance. So if there's too much gentleness, it gets boring and you're, you get sleepy and like totally uninterested. Yeah, we did this last and week. The, right. And then, but if then there's too much kind of anger, almost feeling of like, you know, aggression, you object. then you, right. So it's just finding a balance. And again, I hate to refer to the guy that I was chasing and I'm totally over. I swear to God, no, I'm yeah. not, but I'm trying to get over. Um, he had a really good balance of those two things. Um, like we'd be on the couch watching TV or something and he'd be like, just gently like rubbing the side of my arm and then just like pick me up. And like, that's a, that is fun for a woman because mm -hmm. you like to feel taken care of. And then you like to feel the other thing little. too. Yeah. You like to feel little and like, little and like he would literally pick me up and I felt like a little kid that, and I know it sounds gross. My gay friend Dennis, who was on our show before, he's like, you guys just want to feel like little babies. Like you're so weird. Just like, I just want to feel so little and skinny and just small. He's like, get over yourself. But that but is exactly what it is. You, you want to feel, feel like a little way. woman, especially yeah. if you happen to be a stronger woman, you want to feel dainty. Yeah. You want to feel dainty. You like feeling dainty. Well, one of the girls that he was seeing had requested and she said, well, I don't know, use handcuffs. Do you think that that's what she really wants him to do is use handcuffs? Because I will say, I've had the experience before where I said, well, I just want to be blindfolded. I did not want to be blindfolded. Yeah, I no. Remember, like, my husband actually did that for me. I'm oh, like, yes, you told me this. This is fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I, did, I, I couldn't do that. Because he wasn't owning it as well. He's right. like, oh, you're Yeah, you're both like, this is, yeah, like... So my advice yeah. to him was that he has to figure out for him what that fantasy it's kind is of read and between the that lines. out. But it's yeah. difficult. It's, it's hard because that's a pressure put on to a man yeah. to do. Yeah. To so instead of, you know, she says, I'm handcuffs, you don't get actual handcuffs unless you have like this actual conversation where the two of you are super into that yeah. weird stuff. But I think instead you grab her wrists and yeah. you push them up so that she can't have any, you know, physical strength in that moment. Yeah. You know, you don't need the actual handcuffs. You are the handcuffs. Or, you know, you just get more, it just means be more physical without being a creep, you know. Yeah. But that's a hard line to it understand. It is hard. It, it is hard. But again, it's like the confidence makes it less creepy. You can also talk during it. Oh, totally. If it's if that's comfortable for you and that's something you can also rehearse on your own about talking more sexually. Maybe if, if talking sexually is uncomfortable for you, maybe you can learn other phrases that aren't as extreme for you. Like, yeah. do you like that? Like, that's a very strong phrase. Like, yeah. do you like when I do this? How about when I rub my hand up your thigh? Like, just walking her through the things that you're doing with confidence and you're not really asking, do you like that? But it's saying, like, um, it's not, do you like what it's, I'm It's doing? like you're owning it a little bit. Yeah. It's like you're not even look. I mean, of course you're looking for the answer. Is if Does she or does he? But you're also owning the fact that you're doing it and you're yeah. not avoiding what you're doing. And, and It's not like, willing do you to change. like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a difference. Because if, if you do, if you do, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. It's, do you like that? Yeah. This is what I'm doing to you. And I know it's driving you. Yeah, there's a difference between yeah. the two. So there's a different confidence behind it. Definitely. And it's, dif it's it's difficult to explain to people. Mm -hmm. It's hard. But so hopefully that gives, you know, um, more of a picture. But I think that the, the NASCAR scenario kind of oh my gave God, a really that. good picture. Yeah, and the, the way that you can start to own it is by practicing. Either, you know, practicing talking dirty in the mirror. Practicing, um, I don't even know. I would say, like, go to a Taekwondo class or something or some sort of martial arts class just to, so that you can you can practice patience, control, but also strength and at also the same you have time. A good technique when you karate chop the bitch. Yeah, exactly. Cuz she should be pleased to be having sex with you. 
But I, I, I know that we don't really talk about that. But, yeah. Um, and it's, again, you, you do want to talk about it with the girl that you're seeing, but not so that it becomes too technical and boring. And it's like, oh, you want to be handcuffed? Oh, right, I'll handcuff you next time that we have sex. She, if she's already requested it, she's not going to want it when it actually happens. She, she wants to throw out, this is from my point of view, that yeah. I think this is what happening, is happening. She wants to throw ideas out to you that's just saying, I need you to step it up. Yeah. Right? Here are some things that in my mind equate to stepping it up, but I may not actually want those things. It's for you to decide what you want sexually and from a fantasy point of view and then stepping up, stepping up and owning it on your end. And that's what she'll be pleased with. Not just doing exactly what she says. Right. If you're doing exactly what she says, that's the, op- that's the opposite to what right. she's requesting. Right. Right. Yeah. Sorry guys, but that's the truth. I know, but difficult. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with overanalyze this. It's just Marnie and I, in case you haven't noticed yet. It's fun. amazing. I feel it like is. it's good. It is fun. I like yeah. it. I do want other people to of course. join in because, you know, sometimes you bore I'm trying to overcompensate, but. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but it is nice with you. We talked about it last week. We do have a really good chemistry. We do. And we, and we, out of like the three years we've been doing this, we've done like maybe like four episodes of just the two of us. Yeah. So. So it's nice. It's a treat for you guys. And you're going to be hearing this you're treat welcome. for the next three months. <laughs> no, just right. It's so, it's horrible because all these people, um, for help a brother out, keep writing in that I had, oh. had worked with them. I was like, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I want to figure out how to do that for right but now. But she just doesn't want to have you in her house. Right. <laughs> but I want to figure out how to have them call in so that they can stay far away. Oh, right, right. Um, hey, Marnie. Name's Danny. Big fan. Listen to your podcast religiously and YouTube channels, etc. I'll try not to message you so often. I'm sure you have millions of guys to help out. Just a million guys to help out. <laughs> um, I'm 24 years old, muscular fit, six feet tall, Hispanic male. From 16 to 24, um, throughout that time, I've asked women, what's the difference between handsome, cute, and hot? Those three words have haunted me forever. I've always been called cute or handsome, handsome, but never hot. Never could really find the definition between the three. I've asked friends, but never felt satisfied with their answers. Could you explain the difference between the three when a woman refers to a man? P.S. That would be an awesome topic for uh, the podcast. So han- so yeah. uh, cute, handsome, and hot. What is wow. the difference? Well, the other day someone wrote to me on Bumble and they were like, you're hot or you're cute. I want to say hot, but I feel like that's inappropriate or something. And I I think the only reason I never, so I, I'm kind of similar to him. I don't normally get hot. Usually I get cute. Um, And handsome. And handsome. It's usually because my beard looks good at the time. Yeah. Um, And I, I think, I don't know if I'm okay with being called cute or I'm just so used to being called cute that I'm not offended by it or I'm not looking to be called hot. Um, but recently I did step up my picture game a little bit and put a picture of me in like a dress, like a tight dress. And then that's when this guy said, you're hot. So I think, I don't know if maybe it's something that he's presenting in terms of like the clothing he's wearing or something. That's just my first instinct. What what defines hot? Hot. Honestly, you don't even really want to be hot. Cause honestly, I, if I see a guy who's hot, I don't want to date him. I don't mind looking at him. But I genuinely don't want to date him. Like the guy, I'm the same way. Yeah, and I think a lot of women are. I mean, there's obviously a lot of women who would date a hot guy. Yeah, hot women. Right. <laughs> um, but the guy that I was chasing for seven months, I never once called him hot. I never thought he was hot. I think he's super cute and handsome. And to me, that's way more desirable than hot. Um, and so I think handsome and cute are more similar. Like they're brothers, whereas hot is off on its own island. Um, but I just think hot is maybe, um, the guy has like insane, like 
cheekbones or a jawline and like he's tan or something and it's really ripped. Like, I don't think I would ever openly tell a guy he was hot. And I would never say I it would either. Never say it. No, I would never but say it. But if I was talking to him, I'd say, you're, you know, you're handsome. You're very cute. I would never say, unless. It's more of a guy I thing really to say to a girl. To boost up his confidence. I would say, you're hot. Like, you're a good looking guy. That's how I would probably say right, it. Right, 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 right. To boost up his confidence. Right. But I, I would use the term hot. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's more of a. It's, unless I'm coaching him and I, be, well, I would be honestly saying, oh, you're hot. You're like a good looking guy. Yeah. Hot is like a, like a, there's no question you're good looking. You are a very good-looking person. There's, like, a sexuality about you, an attractiveness. You, you are on that level. You are the 9 and 10. That is that is yeah. hot. Yeah. And there's a little bit more sexuality to it, Yeah, I would say. Um, for me, handsome is doesn't necessarily have to have sexuality associated with, but it's um, uh, not conservatively uh, good-looking. It's... Um, uh, just like, oh, a, a good package. Like, yeah. you are well put together. You're handsome. Your hair's just right. You have great eyes. You're like, class, to me, it's, it's classic. classic. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Classically good looking. Right. Right. So it's like well put together, handsome. Like someone you'd want to bring home to your parents. Yes. Because not, you don't necessarily want to bring home a hot dude to your parents. Because he might right. look like a but bozo it, or a, I mean, not, I'm not saying all guys who are hot are dumb, but I'm just saying they give off a vibe of, more um, fleeting. Like, you want to go out with a hot guy once or show him off to, like, your friend that was mean to you in high school. Right. You, but you don't... But a lot of other women... Totally, but I who think... Who are hotter than us. Right. Which is not a lot. <laughs> not many but at they all, wanna, especially right now. Right, exactly. And they want to be... We're discussing. <laughs> um, but they want to be with that hot guy. They're like, yeah, that's a hot guy. And, like, he's my equal. Yeah, and I think for, for the guy who's writing in, I think his... I'm not trying to say you're not going to get a hot girl, but I think no one's ever referred to you as hot. I don't think you should aim to be hot and or be with a quote-unquote hot chick. I think you should want to be with a beautiful, cute, um, handsome chick Yeah, over the hot exactly. chick because that's going to be more your equal. And you can totally go outside your equal zone, of course, but I'm just saying I don't think you even really need to because there's going to be so many beautiful women that are more into the fact that you're handsome and cute yeah. over the fact that you're hot. Well, what does cute mean? So when you say that to a guy, you're cute. Um, does it mean you have no attraction to him? No, not at all. Because the guy that I was chasing, I totally think he's cute. I think he's handsome and cute. I think the cute side of him is like, there was um, like a twinkle in his eye. He had a boyish quality, but, and I, so I don't know if you just call a guy who's cute and not handsome you know, he's saying he's he has approachable. That's what it is. Yes, so that's what it is. He's very I was over at my neighbor's house and we were going through her um, Bumble and she was showing me guys that she's dating right now. And I was like, oh, he's cute. And then she, I said it for four guys and she's like, you keep saying that. Why do you keep saying they're cute? And I was like, because they are. They're right. just, they just look like good, solid guys right. who are also you right. know, good, good looking. Right. Like they're not the best looking. They're not my type. Right. But there's something attractive about them. Why. I can see why. Yeah, I'm not like I not none of the guys that she showed me was I like. Oh yeah, that guy's yeah. hideous. Yeah, like I yeah. would never go for him. I was like, yeah, he's cute. Yeah, cute means totally acceptable. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, mean not my type. I'm trying to think. No, because again, no. like in like the guy puke guy, I showed yeah. you this picture. You were like, ooh, all three of these guys are cute because in the picture. Yeah, and like they were they're cute guys. I think. Um, the guy that I, the puke guy, I think he was cute and handsome also. I think I might need that combo. Yeah. I think my husband is handsome. You're, oh yeah. Your husband's definitely handsome. I probably wouldn't say, oh, he's cute. 
Maybe no, because he's so cute. big. And there are certain times where I'd say he was hot, though. There's certain oh, times. I can see that. Yeah, not right now. But you want to see that. With, <laughs> you want to see that within everyone. Like you want to have moments of being hot. So for the guy who wrote yeah. in, like you don't want to maybe be seen by every single person as hot, but moments of hotness with the chick that you're with, where she's yeah. like, "Oh, that was hot." I will say there was this one time. I know exactly where we were. It was in Venice. We were on a bike ride to go um, for Mexican food, and I I was about to break up with my husband. I was like debating it for a little bit. I was like. Uh, I'm not sure if I really want to be with him. But he had this hat on. Before you were married. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now the debating is very different. Um, but yeah, so, and he had this hat on. I remember he stopped his bike because we stopped to say hi to somebody that we ran into. And I looked at him and I was like, but he's hot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I can't break up with him yeah. right now. That's yeah. honestly how I felt. Right, I'm like, right. wait, he's really good looking. Right. He's hot. Right, right. And so there was like, so in that moment, I can still picture what he looked like <laughs> in that moment. He had his hat on. There was a twinkle in his eye, and it was a way that he was carrying himself. Because he's always been like, a, he's ever really been super fit when we've been together. So it doesn't really have to do with him being no, very fit. Yeah. It was he did look like well put together, and he was carrying himself really well. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, he's he's hot right now. Yeah. 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 So so it's not like a tra- you you don't have to be traditionally hot to be seen as hot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully that didn't confuse you more because I feel like I'm more baffled now on what my definition is. Well, like, for example, I said, you know, the dude would, like, pick me up off the couch. Like, that was hot. Yeah. He he was hot in that moment. I wouldn't just look at him and go, ooh, he's hot. Right. So basically we're trying to say don't be insulted by the fact that you haven't been labeled as hot. You don't need to be. Yeah, you don't need to be. To be incredibly desirable and attractive. Exactly. You can be cute and handsome. But I will say that there are certain times when women do use the word cute which doesn't necessarily mean I would want to be with you. But if they're talking to their friends about a guy that they're seeing, they would say, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, but do you see it as a negative when you're talking to a guy and he's like, well, what do you think of my looks? And he's saying, you're cute? No, no. No? No. Cute's never bad. Yeah. I don't think it's bad either. No, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. It means that you're, a des- you're desirable. Okay. Maybe not to her, but in general you are. Ah, but that's the big thing. Maybe not to her. Yeah. So most often when cute is being said, it's, it's, it is. Well, it's, it's in the way that she says it. Like, how would she say it? Um, if she's like, oh yeah, you're cute. Like, yeah. that's more of a play, play fully or play it off. I mean, kind of thing like, oh yeah, you're definitely cute. If she was like, oh my God, you are so cute. Like, yeah, there's a difference in the, in the tonality. See, I've said that to people that I've been on a date with before where I wasn't expecting them to be so cute and then I... I wasn't really doing well, yeah, dating yeah. or anything, but I was like, oh, you're, you're cute. Yeah. Well, I said that to puke guy when I woke up in the morning and saw him standing there and I was so horrified and I just go, it, I would not be so embarrassed if you weren't so cute. Yeah. And like that to me, that I was saying that, that was a sexual thing. Like that was, I was attracted to him. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So basically you're not screwed if you're not called hot. Don't no. worry about it. Six foot Asian. Yeah. And I, would, and I would never say to that puke guy like, oh, I would be so embarrassed if you weren't so hot. Like, ew, that would have been weird. But I think some people in, but would in the say right, it. Yeah, but at 7 a.m. when I'm hungover right. and, like, vomiting, if I was like, if you weren't so hot. I was yeah. like, but I could say that, but I wouldn't. That's not my character to right, say but other women hot. would. So, someone could say it. That would be the word that they would use. But if I did use it with cute, they would have been interchangeable. I meant the exact same thing. Okay, interesting. Okay, we're going to do one more question because we are running out of time. Uh, at what point – oh, here's a depressing one. Um, Perfect. Save it for my other podcast. How, oh yeah, I should pass it on to you. <laughs> How do you two lovely sounding women recommend asking a new partner partner if they have any STDs without offending them? Um, I spread your legs for a second. Let me just check something out. <laughs> I'm a doctor. 
here's my stethoscope. Um, I've never, I don't know. I've never done it. I would say, um, it's totally acceptable because you're being responsible for yourself to ask that. I would never say, do you have any STDs? No. And I, someone said something to me wrong one, one time. He goes, well, I, I don't know where you've been. And I was like, um, excuse me. Yeah. I may be a hoe, but I'm, no, I was like, no, I was, I was, that was like an offensive way to say it. How often do you get tested? Um, pretty often, pretty often. I would say once every three or four months or something like that. Yeah. Not that I need to. But has anybody ever brought that topic up with you? Um, that one person. That was it. Yeah. Which is and weird. that was how we brought it up and that was not the mm-hmm. correct way yeah, to do so it. Yeah, so I've never had like a great experience with it. But or, is, like, or, I, would you I have ever accepted that comment? I don't know where you've been. No. I was like, okay, asshole, I don't know where you've been. Right, but then wouldn't he tell you? Uh, wouldn't that be a good segue where... Yeah, well, I mean, we did segue into it, but I, that's what I said back to him. Right. And then like, what did he he's say? He's a comic, so it's like, um, he could kind of get away with it. Um, he was like, oh, I'm clean. Okay. Well, that's an interesting way to bring it up, and you would say the same thing as yeah, well. Yeah. It's difficult. But it did is. it ruin things for you? No. You said that? No, because, I, like I said, he's a comic, and so... But I think, I about, I think some people could work that way it. in to it. If you were cuter about it. He was literally, like, so, like, dismissive. Like, I was a piece of trash. Right. Like, I don't know where this garbage has been floating around on the street. <laughs> so I was like, all right, And then all. you slept with him. No, I'm I swear. Kidding. I'm kidding. But, so what would be a good way to bring up STDs? Um, when you get one. <laughs> right. And then sure. you give it to them. Right. That's a good way to broach the subject. I think that if you... I think, I think, honestly, I think the way to do it is to say, like... Ask, like, making sure you use protection. So mm-hmm. I think, like, if you bring out a condom or something like that, that's when you can say, you know, I just like to be safe. Are you safe also? Yeah. Like, do you do, you know, I don't think, I like, think you have every right to say something yeah, like that. Yeah, because you're protecting yourself. Yeah. So even on um, the show Sex in the City, there the character Samantha and this one guy who was known as the male equivalent of Samantha who... Oh, yeah, I remember this episode. Yeah, yeah. and he, he was trying to make it really sexy. He said, so Samantha, when was the last time? Last time you got checked, and then she got all freaked out about AIDS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she wasn't turned off by the fact that he was asking that question because it's just something to get off the table. He did do it very smooth. I remember yeah. that in that episode. He, they were like making out, and he yeah. kind of had a low tone to his voice, and he was like, so, like you said, so Samantha, like yeah. Was last? And so it was like while they were, and I, but I do remember in the episode, I think it kind of turned her off in the moment, didn't it? When she kind of realized well, that she might be. Right, because she was like, I have never been tested. That's what turned her off. It wasn't the oh, fact yeah. that he was Why, asking for by it. the way, was Samantha never tested? She's the I biggest hoe in the world. Yeah, well, because she used protection, I think. That's why. Yeah, but That still, was her I thing. Like she was saying, I use protection. But that's oh, what yeah. a lot of people think, that, okay, I use protection, I'm totally fine. But that's not true. Um, but I, I did like how he said it. They were making out with each other. I think he'd just taken her shirt off or something. And he said, so, Samantha, you know, when was the last time that you've been tested? And then she gave her a response, and then he said to her, because she had said, I haven't been, or something like that. Yeah. And then he said, well, just know that, you know, I don't sleep with anybody who hasn't been tested, and, but I definitely, like he. And there's something sexy about that. Yeah, where he's <laughs> like, but I want to have this experience with you. So go so get tested. Let, like, go get tested, and we'll come yeah. back to this place. Yeah. So I think you can bring it up at any point. Like, if you are having a one-night stand with somebody, you can, you can say that. If it's something that's really important to you, which it should be. You bring that up, you can do it in a sexy way, in a non-judgmental way as yeah. well. And something like, this is going to increase the experience right now. So right. we both know we're safe. There's no inhibitions whatsoever. Right. Right. Tell me what's going on. Or if you happen to have, wait, is he saying, oh, if they have any STDs. Um, 
if you happen to have an STD, we've talked about it before on the show that you're going to take your time getting to a sexual place with that person and then just be armed with educational materials and what you've planned to do and like how you know how to protect them from having STDs. So just, just be armed with information and say it with extreme confidence. Like, you know, I have this, but I know that it's completely not um, contagious or I know how to control it or whatever it is, just having the information so that you can say it with confidence so that she's left, she's not left with any questions and offer up the information so that she doesn't have to ask you a million questions because there's something that spoils the mood more right. than asking a list of questions about STDs. Yeah. It's better if somebody just says it to you and maybe practice your little speech about it beforehand. Presidential-like. Yes, presidential-like. I exactly. do declare mm-hmm. I have... I have herpes. Thank you. There you go. Thumbs up. There you go. Um, okay, one more question. We do have time. We do for one more question. Oh, okay. Um, first off, I'm a huge fan of your show. I love and respect what you do for us men, but I need your help badly, please. Your show gets the same questions, it seems, all the time. How do I get out of the friend zone? How do I get more confidence, et cetera, et cetera? Anyway, here's my question. I dated a girl who was a bisexual, and I lost out to a woman. No problem. Suck it up. Suck it up and move on, right? Wrong. It would have been like that had she not been really petty and spread lies about me to our friends, telling everyone I faked my military career. It got so bad that I had to declare defeat, leave my home state, and head east. This is a confidence issue with you, my friend. Um, Flash forward to four months later, I go from making 13K a year to $400,000 a year by the age of 28. Wait, how? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? But but isn't it interesting? It is sad. Did he suddenly become more attractive to you as soon as he said that? Of course. $13,000 a year. (laughs) Bitch, I can make more than $13,000 a year and I can't make shit. Right, but it's $400,000 a year. Okay, so that's interesting. Attractive because now he makes a lot of money or because he transferred from making nothing to a lot? Both. Okay. Both. If I met him, you know, I might go, eh, not worth the $400,000. So I know a girl who is living the high life right now. She married the world's creepiest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. But she's like, you know, for her that works because she's traveling all the time without him and just getting to use his money. And I guess the sex that she has to have with him every Does she like months, him? I have no idea. Oh, but that's just your assumption that she doesn't she, like him. Believe me, she doesn't. She doesn't post one picture with him. It's like he's this hidden thing that like no one knows about. To me, he can make a million dollars. It's not worth it. It's not worth a life of like that. Right. So sometimes money can be attractive, but if it's a wrong person, then it will never be attractive. Just for the record. Gotcha. Now, here's the question. How do I go back home and make her jealous? Extremely jealous of my financial success besides driving up to her house in my Corvette. Uh, make her regret Ew. dumping me and spreading lies. How does one act successful? I want her to beg me to take her back, crawling on her knees when I say no. Um, I've always been a horrible, a humble guy, but this incident pushed me too far and I still have trouble dating. I need closure. I guess you could say... I guess, oh, I need, uh, I need closure, I guess you could say. Thank you for your time. Um, I will say I have people like that in my life where I think back on, you know, maybe negative things that happened between us that yeah. may have seemed more heightened when I was younger but don't seem as heightened now but have left a, a scar on me. Um, I will say that the best way to show somebody 
is by not really caring exactly. and just seeing them say. and being freaking awesome. And yeah. maybe, you know, tell them about your life. Just be like, oh, you know, we just got back from Spain and it was awesome. We got this private boat while we were there. Like you can you can work okay. in some things without okay. being an arrogant asshole. I'm a professional at this because I <laughs> truly basically live in LA and I mean not completely, but I live in LA and pursue comedy and things, whatever basically to be like F you to the girls from high school. So you're talking to a real professional. The best way is to act like you don't care um, and not talk about it on podcasts so that if they listen, they don't know. Um, But when I go home and I don't see them often, but when I go home, it's like you do it through your social media. And I'm sorry, I hate to be coaching someone on how to like make themselves look better, but like social media can do you so many favors in terms of trying to make your life look amazing because everyone only posts the good stuff on social media. So number one, I will say though, you're the Corvette thing. That's trying way too hard. You want to show that you're not trying. I think anyone who drives a Corvette has a small penis kind of thing. Um, so get a different rich person car, get like a Tesla or something like super like awesome, but not trying too hard. Um, but you post pictures on Instagram. You, um, when you see them, you don't acknowledge them. I think they'll know. You don't have to be so obvious about things. You I think really subtlety. I mean, just kind of give them like a nod. But like, you're wearing super amazing clothes or whatever. You don't. You're already you already you, you, Right. You don't have to be so obvious and say, "Well, I make four hundred thousand dollars a year." It's like you just make that obvious in your, in your presentation of yourself and the way that exactly in the way you ignore them or not totally ignore, but like, Hey, like it rolls right off your back. That gets to them way, way, way more than walking up to them and like confronting them about how amazing you are now. I think so too. I, I wouldn't say to ignore them. I would even say like, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. You Great just say, Hey, you. but act, you know, what is amazing to do. You say, Hey, how are you? And then, and then act totally uninterested in the answer. Really? Oh Yeah. I just don't want to see somebody playing that off horribly because then it'll come across as trying too hard. No, no, but I don't think you try too hard. You say, so how are you? Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Like you just, great to see you. Great. Exactly. You walk away. You don't look for more details Mm -hmm. and that's it. Because you literally don't care. It's I mean, kind of like you do how, care, but you, you know, girls flake on you in texting. Yeah. Because they're not adding any more to their conversation. Right. I want to wrap this up because I did watch, um, are you watching that show about comedians? The uh, um, Showtime? Uh, dying up here. On, yeah, dying, dying up, up here. here. Sorry, dying I haven't Amazon. watched it yet. So we watched it last night, and I, I don't really love the show to be honest. But there was a great scene between comics, and I think this is what comics do really well with each other. Okay. Um. So there was there's two groups of comics, or like the younger group mm-hmm. who isn't on the main stage, and this other group mm-hmm. who's on the main stage. Mm-hmm. And the group who's on the main stage threw a jab at one of the guys who aren't on the main stage, mm-hmm. like the lower-end people yeah, at the club. Totally. This threw is already a, giving me too much anxiety. Right, threw a jab at them, mm-hmm. and you saw the, the person kind of flinch for a second, thinking, oh, Like a God. physical jab or a no, word like a, jab? No, like a word okay. jab, okay? okay? That's how comedians battle Yeah, yeah, so I just other. wasn't sure. Through, and like, so he had made fun of him in some way, kind of put him down. And it's kind of saying, like, let's see what you got. Right. And he, you saw him for a second sort of, like, look down. And I was like, oh, he's going to crumble. Because yeah. the other guys it's at the like, table no, bring it, bring had it. handled it really well and threw a jab back at them. And this guy took a pause, looked down, and then he looked back up and then gave this whole dialogue. Oh, amazing. About, like, how he fucks his mother or something. Like, oh. <laughs> like it was just, like, right. like a, a joke. Oh, 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 he said, like, what are you laughing at? And he goes, you want to know what I'm laughing at? How hard I fucked your mother. It was just, like, yeah. so. I guarantee that was the Andrew Santino character. Did he have red hair? 
No. Oh. He was black. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, no, but, so the, the Andrew Santino character, he's at the experienced table. Oh, obviously. Okay. So, but um, it was perfect because he just, like, he yeah. owned it. He's like, yeah. I can I can wrestle yeah. with you. Yeah. I can totally I play that. ball with you. And that that's what people are looking for. So I, it's the same yeah. thing when you run into this girl. You're just like, I'm cool with yeah. it. Anything you throw my way. I I'm have fine. to say, this is a slight brag, but I have... The best feeling when someone, like a dude, will say something to me that they think is funny and sarcastic, and they have zero idea that I do stand-up or I'm witty or can have comebacks. And when I get them without them having any clue, there's nothing more satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can see it on their money, face, too. You can, and then they don't really know how to come back at me. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I do it in this cool, calm, collected way because they, because I don't do care. Because I do comedy and I don't care. If they like me or, you know, it's such a good feeling. So mm-hmm. the cooler, calmer, collected you can be, the better. How does he practice doing that? Because it's it's going to rattle him when he sees her. Um, <laughs> just find a lot of people you don't like and hang around them. Right. <laughs> uh, that's easy for me because I hate everybody. Because I always I get know. nervous. There's this this one person that I'm waiting to run into back home. <laughs> and I'm st- I still haven't. I definitely want to have my yeah. husband there. Yeah. But I know it would rattle me. Is it me. a guy? Yeah. But, and I, and it's. I've practiced it a million times. I just want to say thank you to him. Yeah. To be honest, like for everything that we experienced together, it because was a mess and horrible. Be where you are now. Mm-hmm. And so I practiced it mentally in my mind. So I feel like that will help me yeah. in some way. And I would say the same thing for you that you can practice this on your own beforehand so that you can't yeah. remember. And if there's some sort of physical trigger you can give to yourself to calm down. So for me, I have you know, my rubber band that I wear around right. my wrist. And that helps me calm down and get back into my body, get out of my head. Yeah. If there's something that you can do as well to get you to calm down, that'd be really helpful for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, last brag in my yearbook, my quote, because we have like quotes, you know, everyone has like a quote thing or something. Yeah. Mine was in the, my little thing. It said something like, to you guys, you know who you are. Thanks for everything because I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for you. Yeah. And it was basically saying to the bitches, yeah. thanks for being awful to me because now I'm a person of character and integrity and have a good personality. Yeah, and it's true. And that, yeah. and even just to be honest, everything you just said, if he can start to believe that about this woman, right. I'm sure that in some way I'm I, that a part of what had happened with her has added to your bump in your salary. Yeah. Because it's added to your confidence oh, totally. level. So just remember and that. And it's motivated you. Yeah, and it's yeah. motivated you and yeah. kicked your butt a little bit. All right. We are out of here. We are out of my kitchen. We I have to use it now for food. Weird. <laughs> we use the kitchen for food, not podcast. Oh, but I will say, I'm not, this is not a sponsor at all, but um, they could be. I have started ordering this thing called Sun Basket. Have you heard of it? No. So they, well, they the send food? you, yeah, they send you these meals. It's not pre- Wait, is this competing with our Blue Apron? Oh, probably the exact same <laughs> thing. But you, but I'm paleo, and these gave paleo oh. options. Well, there's like gluten-free options, paleo options. There's different things that you can do. Um, uh, Blue Apron can't do that. They won't adjust anything. Oh, I didn't know that. But Blue Apron I really liked as well. But because this kind of helps you um, cook. And it gave my husband and I a really nice, nice experience. He enjoys doing that as well. Um, and we cooked a meal the other night together and did new things in the kitchen. Not having sex in the kitchen, but <laughs> new things in the kitchen. Well, there's not that much counter space. I know. No, there actually there is. Good. There, there's there is. plenty there's, of counter space That's like there, a really good it's spot. Right used there. that way before. <laughs> um, but it was just like a fun experience for us to do together and learn yeah. new things about cooking. So anyway, so anybody wants to try uh, Sun Basket, go look it up. It's wonderful. And I don't know if you maybe tell me and I can send you a referral thing and give me a free meal. Um, anyway, <laughs> that is the end of our show. Um, check out Kristen's new podcast on depression. It is called Mentally Chill to Ill. 
on iTunes or uh, Spreaker. Go to Spreaker, and then it's on a couple other places as well. And that's cool. Uh, and we are going to be on Wondery really soon. I don't think that'll change anything for downloads for people. If you're downloading or you're subscribed somewhere, then it should be absolutely the same. But we'll let you know if anything uh, gets altered. But if you want to ask questions for Overanalyze This, send your questions into ask at askmanpodcast.com. And uh, you guys are awesome as always. Without you, we could not do this. See, just like you're quoting your yearbook. Um, We will see you guys next week.